And we are live with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nicholas Pavano, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson. And Andrew, it's already been a hectic start to NFL free agency, and free agency doesn't even start till next week. Franchise tag deadline was today. Some big-time contracts have already been signed. Some players have been already franchise tagged by some of their current teams. But as you saw, it's already a hectic start, as I said earlier, to this NFL free agency, and a lot more is to come in the next couple of weeks. So my biggest question is, with the current quarterback market getting a little bit more interesting, where do you think these teams? What do you think these teams do in the draft now? You think they maybe draft a young talent, and maybe Tom Brady and or Philip Rivers comes out of retirement, no, and they no, make him sit a year. I mean, it's, listen, it's it's a valid question with uh with all the stuff going. We have a lot of big name free agent quarterbacks no, like you're right. Garoppolo and people want to trade like Aaron Rodgers. So this is going to be interesting. And not, like you said, the trade uh, the tag deadline was today and free agency starts a week. And we have no idea where these scorebacks are going, whether it's the old men that want to come out of retirement, uh, the aging veterans, all the young kids. So this right. is actually a perfect start to the NFL free agency. Yeah, I mean, there was certainly, you know, a lot of stuff going on today. The deadline for franchise tags was up at 4 p.m. today. And a lot of contracts got done before that. Now we have we have a new quarterback going into the NFC. We have a, another big-time contract with a guy that won comeback player of the year. But the biggest story of the day came out of New York with the New York Giants. They signed Daniel Jones to a big-time contract extension. He gets four years, $160 million, 35 more incentives, $82 million guaranteed. That's pretty much over the first two years of that contract. So after year three, that is realistically going to be the you know, the diagnosis of what Daniel Jones is the first two years under this, you know, this current regime. And if the Giants can fix what currently is not there at wide receiver and the rest of the offensive core. And the first year, his cap space number is going to be around $19 million. So a lot of people are very, you know, skeptical, you know, skeptical, sorry, about this contract. And I can understand why, because Daniel Jones, let's just face facts, other than last season, it's been a really shaky, you know, NFL career for him. And he, you know, he finally started to get his numbers up last year under the first year with Brian Dable. But you still have your, you know, your skepticism about him and what he could be in the NFL. Obviously, there were rumors that he was looking at $45 million per year to try to, you know, resign with the Giants. They ended up meeting in the middle and getting it to $40 million. Um, now, the biggest thing for the Giants is not only were they able to do that, they were also able to tag Saquon Barkley, so they're both back for next season. So pretty much, at the end of the day, it's a good win for the Giants because they're able to get back the two biggest key you know, points into their season last season, which why they made the playoffs and won a playoff game too. Now the biggest concern going into the offseason is you know, fixing the team. There's needs at wide receiver, corner, linebacker, interior offensive line. This gives the Giants a chance to improve that team because let's just face facts. If you don't sign Daniel Jones to the extension, you have to franchise take him and you lose Saquon Barkley. And then you go into the NFL draft with the 25th pick. Realistically, it, there's not many options to really get potential future quarterback if you don't like Daniel Jones or maybe a replacement, maybe one key guy in Bijan Robinson at 25, but that's if he's even there still. And then you have to get to the point of, in free agency for the NFL, which we'll get into a little bit later, there's not many big-time quarterbacks in this free agency with all the other signings that we've had. 
So the Giants realistically had to get this deal done. They got it done at the final minute, at the final hour, and Daniel Jones will be back for the next four seasons. That was a mouthful, all to say that Daniel Jones is overpaid. You have to remember the quarterback market that we're currently going on in the NFL. You right, have, no, it's, it, it's a stupid market. It's a stupid market, and with these five new young quarterbacks coming in, it's going to bring uh, right. balance to the league. Now, what I want to know is the biggest winner is I. I so, what I want to know is what is Patrick Mahomes get paid on his next contract? I know his contract isn't up for a long time, but right. if Daniel Jones is getting forty mil per well, year, the guy said there's no the incentive. The guy to look what at you think? is going to be uh, Joe Burrow and, and uh, Justin Herbert. Because their uh, contracts may, are coming up soon. May God help uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Chargers. This is not right. going to be pretty. Right. If Daniel Jones is getting 40 mil. They're getting upwards of 55. Yeah. I mean, you think about it at the time. A lot of people were very skeptical, you know, were very wondering, like, what about the contract from Mahomes? Remember, he got 10 years, $450 million, which is an MLB type of contract that he gets. But you look back at it now, the Chiefs kind of really did a great job of constructing that contract because he's not even getting paid $40 million per season when it comes to base salary. Now you look at contracts now, realistically, ever since the Deshaun Watson contract with the Browns, that's why the quarterback market is in the current state that it is. And that's why the Giants had to give Daniel Jones $40-plus because there realistically was no other choice. If you don't give him that money, you get a franchise tag of $32 million, and you have to evaluate it again next season. And one of the biggest concerns could be, listen, you franchise tag him, you get new wide receivers, you fix the interior offensive line, and he goes out and balls out for the Giants. And he gets, and he's going to ask for a lot more money than he was commanding for this offseason. So that was the biggest concern going into this contract negotiation. Yeah, like you said, uh, it, it doesn't really kick the can down the road. This is your guy for the near future. Maybe in two seasons, this guy, if he stinks for next season, by the end of next season, okay, you know he's not the guy. By year three, I don't think the cap hold is that bad. Right, because uh, remember, the first wrong. two years are the fully guaranteed $82 million. So by year three, that's when the Giants can evaluate this contract and say, listen, we don't think Daniel Jones is going to be that guy. So maybe we try to look out into the open market to trade him, or you just release him. Because it doesn't hurt you in the long term when it comes down to cap space. So in the case... In case of emergency, do you think Giants would draft a quarterback if he's available? Let's say one of the big four quarterbacks are available. They won't be there. You think they're all going to go before 25? I know Anthony Richardson's stock is through the roof right now. Anthony Richardson's stock has gone through the roof. I think they're all going in the top 10. Man, I remember a month ago I was being called crazy saying that all the quarterbacks would be taking the top 10. I I thought I was crazy about that. Everyone, You got to look at the market right now when it comes to the quarterbacks. The teams like the Houston Texans need a quarterback. Indianapolis Colts. You could even say the Tennessee Titans also. That's three teams in one division. That that That's still let alone. Then you have, you know, other teams that have quarterback concerns and are trying to figure out, do what do we have there? I mean, we know what Baltimore's stake is right now with Lamar Jackson. Yes, they have him, but do they need to look to the future with their situation going on? Um, trying to think of other teams at the top of my head. The Las Vegas Raiders, I didn't even mention, they have a top draft pick. Seattle Seahawks, they've been rumored to get a, dra- a quarterback, and that's even after they re-signed Geno Smith. So there's a lot of teams that are going to want one of these top four quarterbacks, and there's going to be a lot of trade-ups in this NFL draft. So there's no chance you that any of those quarterbacks Chicago, would be there 25. 
we didn't even mention Chicago hasn't committed to Justin Fields either. I still think he's I still think he's there for the long run. I think the issue for the Bears is is their defense was so bad last season. They have to address that in the draft. And listen, if Fields sucks again this if he has a bad season this year, think about the draft class next year. You have Caleb Williams and that that's a really good quarterback. And I trying to think of the, the UNC quarterback. I know uh Drake May. Drake they May. have him too. So there's two good quarterbacks in next year's draft class. So the Bears don't have to worry about quarterback this year. Realistically, get a defense, you know, fixed. Get a wide receiver also for Justin Fields because they haven't had one. And then see what you evaluate from there. And if he's not the answer, then you go into the draft class next season and think, okay, we have two really good quarterbacks. And who God even knows who could be a, a quarterback in next year's draft class either. There could be someone that could rise up the boards as the season goes on. Now, it's ironic that you said that about all these quarterbacks. Um, we got to talk about some running backs too, right? With Daniel yeah. Jones getting signed, Saquon got that franchise tag. Yeah. So what do the Giants do now? They kind of let him you know, just kind of run out this franchise tag and you draft B. John Robinson, let him learn for a year in the so, system. So what this do you do? is the interesting concern with the Giants. So obviously Saquon didn't want to play under the tag, but they really couldn't come to, you know, to terms with the contract. He wants to be paid Christian McCaffrey money, which is around $16 million per season. Now, that's a big gap from where they're trying to offer. I think they're offering him around 12 to $13 million. So there's a little bit of a you know gap between their two contracts. So for now, Saquon plays under the tag, but they have up until June to resign him to an ex- extension. So there's time for the Giants to get him back long-term. That's why the franchise tag, in this case, helps New York. Now, I don't think they go out into the draft and get a running back because it's not the biggest glaring need on the team. You have so many other needs that you have to get fixed before that. Yes, if Saquon was gone and they didn't franchise tag him, then yes, I think running back could be a concern going into the draft and maybe they think about Bijan Robinson. But because you tagged Saquon, I think that's out of the you know that out of the way. We'll worry about that next season. Try to get Saquon extended, and if they can't, then you evaluate that for next season's draft and for the offseason. Do you think this was his only chance at one of those major running back contracts? you think next year, if he's garbage, that's it for him? It's going to be tough. He needs to, you know, he's going to have to stay healthy one, which has been a concern for most of his career. But he was a big reason why the Giants made the playoffs last season. So if he can have a nice season again like he did last year, and the Giants are able to make the playoffs again, then he can earn the contract. Now, obviously, the biggest concern is we all know how running backs are when they get their second contract. It doesn't really tend to be great for those teams. Look at an example like the Dallas Cowboys with Ezekiel Elliott. They're paying a lot of you know money to their running back room. Zeke's getting a big contract. They just tagged Tony Pollard now too. So they have some big you know money issues going on with their team, and that's costing them free agents. They lost Lamari Cooper last season. They might lose Dalton Schultz this season, and it's really a concern. And for the Giants, when you tag Barkley for this year, that's all fine and dandy, but you have to decide what's going to be for next season because you you know you want to keep him, but there has to be a middle gap that you two can reach in order to keep that marriage going for the foreseeable future. Now, it's interesting what you said that because, uh, God, it's so tough because you don't know if Saquon's going to play the chip on the shoulder, but I want to go back to the running backs. Like you said, it kind of backfires on the team. The only guy I can think of right now that this hasn't back, uh, backfired on yet would be maybe Derrick Henry. 
I would probably say Derrick Henry. Yeah, and it's funny you bring that up. We'll talk, we'll talk and we'll talk about him later because you're right. I he is one of those guys that has you know kept it going. That's despite after getting his contract, he got better after he got his contract. Exactly. Yeah, he's gotten a lot better since his contract. But remember, he didn't start his career off too well. He really struggled, and they were wondering, oh, is this guy a bust? Did we really you know screw up with this draft pick? But he has proven over time that he is one of the best, if not the best, running back in NFL. Now, the issue for the Titans is is that their team's kind of in, you know, roster hell. So, yeah, exactly. They might be looking to shop Derrick Henry. So, at the end of the day, yes, he's really good, but it could put you into that situation like the Titans are currently in, where, listen, we know we have a really good running back, but we have to, you know... For the sake of our own team, we have to shop him to try to get better, you know, in the near in the next five years. Yeah, so I want to move on to other teams. Let's start with Lamar Jackson. He got the non-exclusive tag with the Ravens, so he's gonna be eligible to negotiate with other teams. And yep. correct me if I'm wrong, if he comes to terms with one of these teams, they're gonna have to trade draft picks for him. So not Maybe only two the, first round picks. Yeah, so not only are these teams gonna to have to fork over a boatload of money. I have to give up two first round picks, and if you're good, if you have Lamar Jackson, you make the playoffs. Those first round picks don't really mean anything. You're hoping to pick 28, 29. Right. Realistically, you're hoping to pick less in the draft, but well, the, well, the thing is with Lamar exclusive tag. Yeah. No, I mean it's a it's a really big thing. So Lamar gets thirty two million dollars with this tag, but you're right, he gets to negotiate with Ortiz. Now, the biggest question I have for you, Johnson, is how come the teams that would be interested in quarterback aren't going to, they've already, you know, stated that they're not going to negotiate with Lamar. They said, listen, we're going to worry about the rest of the team. We're not even going to bother. Is that concerning for Lamar Jackson? Because, you know, we saw what happened with Deshaun Watson. He got teams offering, you know, draft pick capital for him. And that was after, you know, the whole allegations that went against him. Lamar Jackson, to my knowledge, has nothing going on around him. Why aren't these teams trying to go after him to try to improve their team? Uh, they see what I see in Lamar. He's already peaked. He peaked his second year in the league. But you don't think that the, any of those teams could use him right now, a quarterback like the Commanders, sure. the Falcons? You know, you know like, what they, he they is. need a quarterback. So for these tanking teams, if you magically get them, if you put Lamar Jackson on the Texans right now, what does that do for you? I mean, it doesn't do much. They still need a whole roster. If you put him, if you put him on the Colts, if you put him on any of these teams, uh, what does it do for you? I mean, you know, they don't have anything. These are these are XFL be, rosters. Yeah, it would have to be like a decent roster for him to go there and like immediately be a playoff contender. When is to be non? When? How long can he negotiate for? Exactly? Can he negotiate until after um, the draft? Um, I think it's gonna probably be like the same as regular. Franchise, so franchise tag people, which would be in June. So I think he has up until then. And if so he doesn't the, get a contract by then, then he'll just play the one season for Baltimore and then they'll reassess it again next season. So what I expect to happen is these teams looking for a quarterback, one of them is going to fumble the bag. It, it doesn't have because, to maybe right. it's Maybe it's India, maybe it's Indianapolis Colts, maybe it's the Texans, one of the, maybe it's Carolina. One of these teams are going to fumble right. the bag. And the team that fumbles the bag says, they're going to say, you know what? I don't care. Let me build a depth. Let me get a wide receiver, a tight end, running back. Let me get linemen, defensive backs, et cetera. Let me build a an actual football team. And then what they're going to do is they're going to go into free agency. The first thing they're going to do is going to contact those missing pieces, which they think would uh, 
they're lacking, which would make them a playoff contender. And then the key to all this is going to be Lamar Jackson. So I don't think he's going to get a deal done until after the draft and probably not until the first couple days of free agency if he gets a deal. And that's an excellent point, I think, because you got to remember this. Those teams are going to look to draft their future quarterback in you know, the NFL draft. And that will cost them a lot cheaper than having to pay Lamar Jackson. But to also your point, not every team is going to get a quarterback in that draft. A team like Carolina could easily miss out on one of those top quarterbacks, which is why it's going to be interesting to monitor who trades up and who trades down in the next couple of weeks because it's going to happen. Someone is going to want to trade up to try to get one of these four quarterbacks because if you can't get one of the top four, then you're going to have to say, okay, listen, we originally said no to Lamar. We might have to reconsider it now because there's not many big-time options in free agency. You know, there's rumors about Baker Mayfield going to San Francisco or the Rams. I mean, that's not going to do much for a team. Like, no, no, no offense to Baker Mayfield, but that's just the prime example I'm saying. Like, yeah, I'm saying you can go if- from Lamar Jackson, a former MVP, to uh, Baker Mayfield, who's been on a couple of teams out the past couple of seasons. If I'm any team that's no offense to Baker Mayfield, if I'm the Niners and they signed Baker and let Jimmy G walk saying, yes, Baker's our guy, uh, then they don't deserve to win a championship. That's all I'm going to say on that. Uh, they're, they're a weird team project. because they still have Purdy and they still have Lance. And yes, they're both coming off injuries. I just don't know what Baker would do for them. Like, I, it makes more sense for the, the... You can't imagine they're better than Brock Purdy. Right, He's it makes more Brock sense Purdy. for the Rams to sign him because he was already in that system. Stafford's up there in age. So you might as well have Baker there as a, a, you know, a contingency plan just to make sure that if Stafford gets hurt again, all right, we have Baker Mayfield. Hey, if he if Baker Mayfield was on that team when Stafford uh, went down, they'd probably be, uh, they'd be a playoff team. Maybe. God I mean, knows I'm not the hugest Baker they, Mayfield they fan, do, but still. They would be a lot better than a four-win team. Right. With four-win yeah, or five-win? They were 5-12 and 12 this year, yeah. They are 5-12, and 12. okay. So they'd be a lot better. You can't tell me that Baker doesn't let him win them at least three or four games and puts them at least in the conversation to make the playoffs in the NFC with how weak it was. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, I, either way, at the end of the day, I think what you said is perfect. I think these teams for now are going to say no, but depending on what happens in the NFL draft, they're going to have to reconsider because – there might not be any options at quarterback for them going into next season. And you're not going to want to say, all right, we're going to have to bite a bullet and sign a guy like Sam Darnold to be our starting quarterback for the season. You, you have a chance to get a big time player in Lamar Jackson. You can say what you want. If he's good or not, if you don't, if you like him, you hate him. Either way, it's going to help a team at the end of the day, improve their roster and potentially, you know, get better for the next couple of seasons, depending on how long Lamar wants to stay for that team. So we're going to continue this quarterback controversy with Derek Carr going from Las Vegas, the longtime quarterback of the Raiders franchise, finally saying, you know what, I'm done with here. Let me go to a real team in New Orleans. Said no one ever. So Derek Carr signing with New Orleans. Where does that leave Jameis? Oh, Jameis is going to be caught. I know he's going to be caught, but where does that that leave him now? Uh, He's... It's funny because I saw someone say this on Twitter. Maybe he goes back to Tampa Bay because they need a quarterback. I was about to say, he loves crab legs. Put him back in Tampa Bay. It's either Tampa Bay right now is either Kyle Trask or Busk. 
So and yeah, the Tampa Bay's in a bad spot right now with quarterback. So I would, I want a Bucks fan. I would, I would welcome back Jameis with open arms right now. Let him make history again. Let let him go forty for forty this year. I don't think they have much of a choice because they're they're in a bad spot with quarterback as it is, and they're not going to be able to get one of those quarterbacks in the draft because they're picking around eighteen and nineteen. So it's just not a good spot for them. But going back to Derek Carr, I mean. Listen, he, he gets cut from the Raiders. He wanted to, you know, pick his own choice. There were rumors that he would go with the Jets, the Panthers, but ultimately he settled on the Saints. And it's it's, you know, a re you you know, reuniting with Dennis Allen, the first the guy that took the chance on him first when he got drafted in the NFL. He was drafted in the second round, the twenty fourteen draft, I believe. And Dennis Allen was the coach of the Raiders at the time, but they didn't have a long marriage. Obviously, Dennis Allen was fired five games in to that season, so Carr now gets to reunite with Allen in New Orleans. And listen, it's going to be an interesting season for the Saints. Because if you look at the rest of that division, it's kind of wide open. The Saints could easily just win the division and make the playoffs because of how bad the rest of the division is. And they all have quarterback issues. You look at the Buccaneers, we talked about them. Kyle Trask is the only quarterback on their roster. You look at the Atlanta Falcons, you have Desmond Ritter, a true project. We don't know what he is yet. And then you look at Carolina. We don't know what they're doing at quarterback. They had Sam Darnold most of the season last year. He, I think, is a free agent this year again. So if they don't decide on him, they might have a rookie quarterback. So this could be a chance for the Saints to win the division. Now, the issue for them is going to be what's the status of Alvin Kamara because he could be suspended for that nightclub incident he had in Las Vegas a couple of years back. They will have Michael Thomas again, but he's had his injury concerns. Carr realistically would have to look towards Chris Olave, last year's first-round draft pick, to really rely on for this offense. But the Saints still have, a, a, you know, a, I would say a pretty solid defense, and that will keep them in line to try to win the division title next season. Yeah, I can't imagine uh, New Orleans. They're the favorites to win the division right now, like you said. Uh, Alvin Kamara, he might get suspended. He might not. I really don't know. The NFL is kind of weird with their suspensions. Because you have Deshaun Watson who only gets eight games. Right. It was, it was eight or nine. He, he So Deshaun Watson got suspended 11. But I think... 11 games. I think Kamara's going to get suspended because there's a lot of evidence now over the past couple of weeks that have shown, you know, Kamara was involved in this. And it's really going to come down to, like you said, how many games will he get? I, if I had to guess, I'd say six to eight. I was going to um, say, so this is why the NFL is weird. And here's why. Yeah. They uh, underpunish Deshaun Watson allegedly, right? I'm right. gonna say I'm not gonna take sides. I'm gonna say everything's an allegation. Zeke was right. exonerated, right? I know you don't like him, but it was 100 no, proven that he was innocent, and he still got six games. He got six games, right? So t- to me, Kamara has to get a full season here, right? If Deshaun Watson, I don't know, didn't set. If Deshaun Watson settled in court, right, and he was fine, and if Zeke settled in court and he was fine. And if Kamara, if this is actually, he's looking like he's guilty, so he has to get a year, right? Adrian he, Peterson got a full year, right? I think he did, yeah. Yeah, that, AP got a full year. So to me, come on. Like, it is, the NFL is weird with suspension. So to me, if AP gets a year, if Deshaun gets half a year, Zeke gets six games and he's innocent, Alvin Kamara has to get a year. I think at the end of the day, it's going to be tough to decide on that, but. Going back to Derek Carr, I mean, for the Saints, listen, you've been looking for a quarterback since Drew Brees retired. The Jameis experiment went one and done. Andy Dalton was your quarterback last season, so it really can't get much worse than that. 
But now you get Derek Carr, who I think has been one of the most underappreciated quarterbacks in the NFL for the past, I would say, even decade. Because he is a re- he is a solid quarterback. He just doesn't get as much love as a lot of other quarterbacks do. And he now goes to New Orleans. He gets a nice contract, too. I mean, four years, $150 million. I think 100 mil guaranteed for him. So really good for him and for the rest of his family. They now go to the, the Saints. And as you said, they're right now the favorites to win the division. But with the offseason still, you know, not fully here yet, next week we'll, free agency will start. The other teams will have a chance to improve their roster and try to, you know, compete with the Saints for that division title. But the Saints right now, I guess you have to by default say that they could be the division favorite going into the season. But we'll have to see how these other three teams in their division fare and what they do in the offseason. But it looks like Tampa Bay is selling. Carolina probably is going to give them the most, you know, the most trouble going into next season, if I had to say. And Atlanta is still rebuilding, so not really sure where they're going to go from here. But at the end of the day, congrats to Derek Carr on his new contract, and let's see where he goes from here. Okay, the next thing I want to get into is Geno Smith re-signing with Seattle. He gets three years, 105? He got three years, uh, I think you're right, 105 Yep, $105 million. Three years, 105 mil. Uh, comeback play of the year. Yep. Was a journeyman for the last half decade of his career. Wasn't really a starter uh, since that those fabled Jets teams. When I mean by fabled, I mean it's unbelievable how bad they were. <laughs> And yeah. now he's completely redeemed himself. And Seattle's got the fifth pick or fourth pick in this draft. That the fifth pick in this is a coming draft. If I'm Seattle and I really want to screw with the NFC, I take one of these quarterbacks. Pete Carroll has said that they are very, you know, they're doing the due diligence and they could look at taking a quarterback with that fifth overall pick. Maybe they get someone like Will Levis and they have him sit for a year behind Geno. Maybe too. If Geno's not good next year, hey, let him start. Yeah, I remember Gina was 32 years of age. You gave him a three-year contract, so he will be 35 by the time this deal is over. He's so, not, unless he starts playing like Tom Brady or Russell Wilson. or uh, I shouldn't is, even say Russell Wilson because I cut him by the time at 35 or trade him away. Right. So. But, yeah, this, this is a make-or-break contract for Gina. I mean, listen, he he played himself into the contract. He had a great year for the Seahawks, got them to the playoffs in a year which a lot of people, including myself, thought they were going to finish dead last. And now he gets a good contract for it. And he's still got a good roster on hand. The Seahawks will be a team to look forward to in this upcoming offseason. They have one of the top cap spaces going into the free agency. And as you said, they have the fifth overall pick in the draft, plus another late first-round pick. So two first-round picks along with that cap space. It gives Seattle a really good chance to go back to the playoffs for the upcoming season. But that's going to be an interesting conversation going into the draft. Do they draft a quarterback with the fifth overall pick? That's going to be tough because they do have some defensive line issues that they could address in which is a really good defensive line NFL draft. But with that top four quarterback, it's going to be really tough to think about, you know, passing up on one of those top four guys if they're there at number five. And if only they had like an all pro linebacker. Like I think that would really help the team right now. It's funny because one of their uh, former uh, All Pro linebackers is uh, is now a free agent again, and I yeah, would not uh, be surprised if he goes back there. I'm gonna allude to it right now, but well, that's that may be one of my picks for who our uh, top free agents are going. Uh, yeah, he, he may go back there and just kind of allude a little bit into the next twenty minutes or so. We'll go into yeah. more detail, but I think he may go back there. But going on to this, we mentioned that Tony Pollard got franchise tagged by the Cowboys. Yep, another. 
And another, I guess, perplexing move by the Raiders. Franchise oh, tagging. I wouldn't say perplexing. Jo- I, is it? I mean, what are they really doing? You, Josh you Jacobs their was car. their biggest player last season. They had to extend. They had to franchise tag him. They're trying to extend him for sure. They just haven't met, you know, met the you know contract needs that he wants. And it's understandable why he wants a big deal. He broke Marcus Allen's rushing record for the for Raiders team history last season. Had a monster year for Vegas, but. Now it's going to come down to where could they meet. It's kind of like Saquon Barkley situation in which you're trying to meet that medium and try to get that contract to where you're both, you know, saying, you know what, we can meet in the middle and get a deal done. I don't know if they get that done per se, but Jacobs is still a very young running back. Me still they're, really me they're wasting money. It's, it's, you know what, it's only $10 million. It doesn't hurt them as much. And it's, they, listen, they have the fourth biggest cap space going into the offseason. And they have a top draft pick, and they could easily draft their next quarterback in the upcoming draft while still having Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. They still have a really good offense on hand. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying nice that. Running back years are kind of like dog years. Um, by the time they're like 30 years old, if they're done, he's probably got five years left in the tank. You think they really could be Super Bowl contenders within five years? It's it's all going to depend on how they, what they do in the offseason and – what they do in the draft. I mean, they got a lot of work because even if what, they are five years from now, a lot of a team's going to be aged out at this point. What I will say is what concerns me is that Josh McDaniels is still their head coach. And that's what, and really yeah, is, question. Yeah, that's what really concerns me of the day. They had to take Jacobs. That was the right thing to do, but I'm still very concerned of what they do because of who is their owner and you know, who is their running back. So that's the problem. All right, and I think this next one is going to surprise a lot of people. If you told a New York Giants fan back (laughs) a year ago that Evan Ingram would be worthy of a franchise tag, I think they would have punched you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he gets tagged by the Jacksonville Jaguars, and listen, it's a good move for Jacksonville because Ingram was a big reason why they were able to get to the playoffs this season, and you're right. Giants fans wouldn't believe it because of, you know, how badly he played towards the end of his contract with the Giants. Um, but he gets the franchise tag from Jacksonville. Jacksonville gets, an, uh, you know, their star tight end back. He will, they'll try to get an extension done with him. Jacksonville had to get it done because their cash space isn't the greatest. So they were really going to be able to get a top tight end in this upcoming draft. And, you know, they weren't going to be able to draft. Um, they wouldn't be able to draft anyone either. So. It's really tough. They had the, no choice but to get Ingram back. But I think it's a good move because that offense is showing a lot of good signs from last season. And Trevor Lawrence really can take another big step going into next season like he did at the end of the last season. Um, but then, you know, look at another big perplexing. This is, to me, Johnson, the most perplexing one. It's a very interesting move from the Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning champions of the NFL. They're not going to take Orlando Brown Jr., their, their starting left tackle. And they're also cutting Frank Clark from their team. So, two I don't get, big moves I, right there. I kind of get not tagging Orlando Brown. Uh, I, I don't get cutting Frank Clark. I think it was a mix of they couldn't meet on a contract for like fu- the future. And I think the Chiefs want to get some cap space for their team. Because they're trying to sign back guys like Juju Smith-Schuster to, you know, for long term for that receiving core. 
And Orlando Brown Jr., I think I understand that a little bit because, you know, he hasn't been the greatest left tackle, per se, but a team could very much well look to him being an interior offensive lineman in this upcoming free agency. So he is going to be one of the hotter commodities for the, you know, NFL free agency period. And listen, if I like I'm a Giants fan myself, I would love to see him be a Giant and be our starting left guard or right guard. I could care less which one it is because he would be a really good asset for an O-line that is starting to show some improvements from last season and getting Brown to, you know, get into the interior offensive line would really help Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley for next season. So we'll have to see where they go from there. But for the Chiefs, we'll have to see what they do on left tackle. Will they maybe draft one this upcoming draft? Will they have some cap space left over to maybe sign someone in free agency? That will be an interesting discussion for that the next couple of weeks. But before we get into our free agency you know, prediction show, we have to talk about this one, Johnson. This has been now going to be one of the bigger stories for the next couple of weeks maybe months, who knows. Aaron Rodgers, it looks like, is very much closer to being on his way out of Green Bay. He is talking to the New York Jets about a potential trade, so it looks like Green Bay is you know, saying, thank you, Aaron, for your time, but we want to turn it over to Jordan Love and see what we got there. And it looks like for Aaron Rodgers, he might be going to the Jets and a team that you know, has a really good defense, a, a solid young core on the offense. Rodgers could be helping the Jets go back to the playoffs for the first time in, was it, 14 years? So there could be some bright spots for the Jets for the next couple, you know, the next couple weeks. But I'm sure you're not too happy to hear about that. Why would I not be happy about that? Uh, remember the last Green Bay Packers <laughs> to become a quarterback of the Jets? That was a great time. Uh, that's, that's true. Brett Favre uh, was an interesting time. No way, he'll be a, a really bad Jet, and then he'll be a good Viking. It's okay. <laughs> and then he'll allegedly do some other stuff after retirement, but that's besides the point. Um, hey, 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 hey. I said allegedly. I said allegedly. I said listen, allegedly. Listen. He cannot sue me. I said allegedly. Not to say he could be uh, joining Pat McAfee and Shan Shark. And Shan Shark begging them for legal counsel. Nope, nope. I, I said allegedly. I, I, I'm good. Um, but... Yeah, Aaron, this could be the biggest story of the offseason. You know, we had the stuff last season with Russell Wilson. This could be interesting to see where Aaron Rodgers does because there's been teams like the Raiders have already said that they're not interested in Rodgers. So it looks like for Rodgers, it's either the Jets or potential retirement. So it looks like Aaron Rodgers might be coming to the Big Apple very, very soon. And if you're a Jets fan, you got to be excited about the potential possibility of having Aaron Rodgers in your on your team in a division that could be very, very stacked next season when it comes to the AFC East. Yeah, it's going to be all that to go um, to win seven games again and not make the playoffs. <laughs> Nothing against you, Aaron, but New York Jets, are that's a loser team. So uh, if you're done with winning, which I think you were done with winning in, back in about like 2009 or so, 2010. So you, you haven't been winning the last the decade. Hey, listen, go get paid. Or I shouldn't say go get paid, just go write out your contract because New York fans, we don't care. Uh, if you're good or bad, come here in a, ma- in a massive contract. Yeah, they're going to boo you in the stadium, but guess what? You're you're living it up because you get to live in New York and you're going to make $50 million a year. So my last question before that is, what would it take to get Aaron Rodgers for the Jets? We saw what it took to get Russell Wilson last How offseason. How stupid is what Woody Johnson? It... I don't know. 
That's that's I, it. Depending on I, how you answer that question is the answer. I to your think question. you I think you have to give up multiple first round picks because if that's what it got Russell Wilson, I think you have no choice but to give that up. Yes, I agree with you, but if I was a franchise owner, like if I was Bob Kraft, if I was Jim Irsay, I would be like, hmm. The Broncos just mortgaged their future to get this aging veteran quarterback who's garbage now and has absolutely no future. They're in cap hell, and they're just going to waste away in their division. Let me do that. No. No, I wouldn't do that. So by, I guess, the bylaws of NFL trades, yes, you have to give up multiple first-round picks. If you're stupid, you do that. I don't know. I think I think it'd be a great a great fit for the Jets if they were able to get him, especially with Nathaniel Hackett being on the Jets as the offensive coordinator. It would be a you know a reunion for him and Rodgers. But is Aaron Rodgers could be allowed to bring his like personal like? Uh, you think he's going to be able to go on darkness retreats anytime I, he wants? I think the, the the things the Jets need to ask Rodgers is is he going to is he going to be committed to the Jets for more than one season one. And how much control does Rodgers going to have over some of the Jets' decision making? Because you've seen him with the Packers, and he's wanted maybe and all starting players on his team. Exactly. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if Rodgers gets traded. There, you see a guy like Randall Cobb, you know, and Rodgers saying, "Listen, sign Randall Cobb for for the wide receiver room. He gives you say, better I want my leadership." I want my safety blanket. Can you also give Jordy Nelson a contract? <laughs> he might ask for Mercedes Lewis too. I don't, all I, right, I'm not, buddy. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like he might ask for some of these guys to go to the Jets with him, if that if the Jets are okay with that. That's what the Jets need to figure out during these conversations for the next couple of days or weeks. I'm not sure what how it, we could even have the Aaron Rodgers news break tonight at some point. We're I not imagine that'd be hilarious. We we're not sure. You know what? Our luck, Johnson, is going to be after we're done recording because that's usually what happens. Around two o'clock in the this. morning on March eighth is when Aaron Rodgers is going to. Uh, we can get news on him. Yep. Uh, because this is a mushing hour. Uh, yeah. Whenever we do our predictions. So, Aaron Rodgers, your news is coming soon. And it's funny you bring up the mushing hour, Johnson, because that's where we're going to get into next. Because we're going to decide where some of the top free agents and trade candidates are going to be going in this offseason. Now, obviously, this is a very stat free agency, in my opinion. One of the more stat free agencies we've had in the past couple of seasons. But we're not really going to get into every free agent we you know, we can get into right now. We'll try to get into a couple of the bigger ones that we think that are going to be hot commodities going into this NFL offseason. So the first guy that I want to get into is Jesse Bates, the safety from the Cincinnati Bengals. He is not getting franchise tagged by the team. They would like to bring him back, but I'm not certain if he's going to want to go back after the treatment that he's gotten the past couple of seasons. So, Johnson, give me your prediction on where you think he's going to go. Cleveland. Really? Okay. He's going to Cleveland. I think he's. I, I think a simplified defense, which they run over there, is going to do wonders for him. And I think they'll give him a boatload of money to begin with, too. Did, now, does the issue I have with that is, do they have the money in cap space to do that? I know they have some money in cap space, and I think it goes all towards um, uh, towards Jesse Bates. Uh, I, I don't see them making any really big impactful free agents. Um, rest of these guys on this list, I think if there's one of these guys, it's most likely linked to Cleveland. I'm gonna say Jesse Bates. I I think that's I think it's fair. I mean, he say he would stay in Ohio with the Browns if he was to do that. Um, for me, I think he's gonna go back to the Bengals. I think they'll find a way to get a contract extension done. 
if I had to pick a team that maybe would sign him, if it's not the Bengals, maybe look at a team like the Minnesota Vikings to try you know, fix that defense. They've had a lot of issues, and you pair him up with Harrison Smith, that would be a nice one-two tandem, you know, for um, try to Brian. Uh, what is his name from the uh, Brian Flores? Sorry, brain fart for a hot, for a hot second. Brian Flores for the new Minnesota Vikings defensive coordinator. That would be a nice one-two with him and Harrison Smith on that Vikings defense to try to fix a lot of their problems that they had this past offseason. And hey, Jesse Bates to me said he wants to play with Deshaun Watson. Believe it or not, and I'll be on the other side of the ball, but. <laughs> No, I'm being dead serious. That's a no, real no, thing no. that he has said. No, I know. I know. So maybe he goes to uh, Cleveland. I mean, he wa- if he wants to play with Deshaun so badly as a free agent, he can uh, he can do what he wants now. Maybe, maybe. Um, the next free agency free agent uh, player that we're going to get to is probably the biggest quarterback that's going to be on the market, and that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, obviously, Lamar Jackson would have been the top quarterback, but with him getting the, the franchise tag, even if it's not exclusive, we're not certain of what the situation is going to be with him. So it's really not to, you know, it would not be great of us if we just put him on this list and say, you know what, he's going to go back to Baltimore either way. Because um, that's probably what's going to happen. For Jimmy G, he's going to go into the free agency period, and he's not going back to the Niners. He's going to go to a new team. There's a couple of teams that need a quarterback. So being that as it may, Johnson, who do you think he goes to? He should be a New York Jet. But I think the Jets get Rodgers, and I think he goes to Las Vegas. Vegas, okay. He goes to Vegas. Jimmy G I is a West. Co- he's he wants I to be see. on the West Coast. He's been on. The, he's been a Niner for a little bit. Maybe he's getting better to the. Uh, uh, he's getting used to the better weather and that kind of lifestyle. He hey, reunited with Josh McDaniels too. Uh, yeah, we got that Patriots connection. I don't know how much Jimmy G likes Josh McDaniels. Hopefully more than me, but. <laughs> I, th- I I think uh, him to Vegas is an interesting proposition. I don't see him going to any. The only team I can see is him going to is the Jets, and I I think Rogers is going there. So I'm going to go with uh, Jimmy G going to the uh, to the Raiders. Okay, that's fair enough. And listen, I think that's not that's a very good pick. Um, I'm gonna go with the Houston Texans, and my re- the, you know theory for it is they have a lot of you know cash space in this offseason. They have um, former defensive coordinator for the Niners, D'Amico Ryan. So there are some connections from the Niners on that team. And the Texans, they could easily just start him next season. There's, They might not draft a quarterback in this upcoming draft. They might just draft a guy like Will Anderson for defense. But if they were to draft a quarterback still, you could have the mentor. You know, you could have Jimmy G mentor that quarterback. And I think it would be a, an interesting fit for him to go to Houston. He gets an opportunity to compete for the starting job. And even if they draft a quarterback he could still you know help mentor a very young quarterback but at the same time is that is that going to be what jimmy g wants to do that's going to be an interesting debate but i think jimmy g could go to houston is a very strong possibility yeah houston's not a bad pick i just don't i think he wants to win though and ironically Uh, i think las vegas is the best chance to win out of all these teams looking for quarterbacks uh I think that's fair. I mean, the the teams that need a quarterback are really bad, but I guess the Vegas Raiders are the best one out of them. It's really tough to say that because, like I said, they're all really, really relatively bad. All Um, right, so the next guy, Bobby Wagner. Where do you think he's going? I think he's going to go back to Seahawks. So we both agree. We both agree he's going back to Seattle. 
there I, I would love to see him as a giant. Um but I think it would make a lot of sense for him to go back to Seattle. He's had so many good years with those that team. Obviously got cut um last season, or the, I should say two seasons ago. And he, you know, he spent the one year with the Rams. But he has a chance to go back there and potentially, you know, end his career with the team that drafted him. I think it would just be a marriage made in heaven, considering the fact that that team made the playoffs last season. They're trying to improve that defense, and he would pretty much help that defense because he still had a really good season with the Los Angeles Rams, led the team in tackles. I think he could do it again with the Seattle Seahawks and help mentor what is a very young linebacking core for the next couple of seasons. He's going to get his storybook ending. I agree with you. So, Jacoby Myers, where do you think he's going? This is a tough one. I know for a fact, if I had to imagine, you would want him back on New England. Yes, yes I would. I I have to I'd have to say he's probably going to go back to the Patriots as well. All right, looks um, like we're synced up on that one as well. Yeah, I, I just don't see a scenario where he'll get a big-time contract for some of these teams because let's just face fact, he's been an up-and-down wide receiver. He's he's good, but I think a lot of these teams are going to look at trying to trade for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. So there won't be a lot. There will be some suitors for him, but not a big-time amount of suitors, if that makes sense. I think at the end of the day, I think he'll go back to New England, continue his you know run with Mac Jones and see where they go from there. but. He's still a relative, you know, relatively young wide receiver. He's only, I think, 25, 26 years of age. Oh, yeah, he's so, young. He's got his best years ahead of him. I think that right. he goes back on a team-friendly deal. He likes the community. He likes playing for Bill Belichick. And if they add an actual wide receiver, one, no offense to, uh, to Jacoby Myers next to him, his job becomes right. a lot easier, and the team gets a lot better as well. Yeah, I think it would really help them get him if they were able to get him back. The only team that maybe would be interesting, I could see the Giants maybe making a push towards him. Maybe the Chicago Bears as well, because we know the Bears need a wide receiver. The question is going to be, do you view Jacoby Myers as a number one? That's where I lose interest in him, because I don't really view him as a number one wide receiver. No, he's more. He's best as a number two or number three. We've had this experiment with him as the number one guy the last couple of years. Granted, Matt Patricia ruined the offense this year. Uh, and he had a he had a better year last year, but I think we've uh, it's kind of written already. We we know what he is. I don't think he's going to magically develop into this stud wide receiver overnight after he gets paid. Um, this is who he is, and he's a great wide receiver, but he's not number one. Okay. Uh, another wide receiver that's going to be big in the free agent market that was you know rumored to be almost signed with a, te- a couple of teams towards the end of last season, Odell Beckham Jr. Now, this could be a lot of teams that potentially want to get him obj is obviously up there getting in age he's around 30 or 31 years of age right now as you know it's gonna be interesting to see what he does it looks like he's fully recovered now from his injuries where do you think he signs this offseason he is going to be a new york football giant he got his championship he wants to get paid he'll be able to go back to the team that drafted him any other team he signs with the fans won't enjoy him as much he'll get a lot more appreciation in new york he'll be able to walk around and he'll get recognized. People will love him. Um, it's not going to be, oh God, I don't want to say, it's not going to be like a Joey Gallo situation where he's going to be kind of hiding in his apartment, uh, hoping people don't recognize him. Where This is going to be Odell's. He comes back. He's going to have this big celebration, 
and the city is going to embrace him. So I think he goes back, and he's going to be a uh, New York football giant. Okay. I don't think I disagree with you at all. I think he's going to go back to the Giants, too. And I said this, you know, a couple, you know, months ago when he was rumored to be, a, you know, coming back from his injuries during late last season. I think there's just, a, it makes a lot of sense, you know, go back to the Giants, finish off where, where he started his career. And it would just make really good NFL storyline if he was able to go back there. As you said, he's got his ring. If he was able to help the Giants potentially get a, a championship, that would be the icing on the cake for him and for the rest of the Giants. I think it's just a really good you know match if he's able to go back to New York. All right, so that's another team we're we're kind of a couple in a row right now. I know, so, I know, very it? shocking so far. This this could be oh. bad. All right, uh, we just mushed everything. All <laughs> right, probably. so probably. Juju Smith Schuster had that prove it deal with Kansas City. He's a free agent. Where's he going? I think he goes back to the Chiefs. All right, I, so that's four for four. Okay, yeah, something, something's not gonna go. Something's not gonna go right. Um, my theory is why not? I mean, he ju- you just won a Super Bowl with him, and there's rumors already that they're going to try their best to get him back, and that's why they cut Frank Clark to get money, you know, aside for him. They also didn't tag Orlando Brown for this reason. They want to bring Juju back. They have a good young core with him, Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, uh, Marquez Valdez Scanling. You might as well try to keep them all while they're still at their peak, and it would make sense to just bring it back. And for for Juju, why not? It gives you a chance to win another championship with the best team in the NFL right now. So I think he just goes back to Kansas City. All right. So the first two we disagreed on. The next four all in a row, we agreed with. Tell me where you have Mike Gesicki because if this is five for five, then we're definitely destroying all these predictions. I can tell you right now, it's not going to be that. He is going to the Giants. I okay. So you have Odell and Mike Gesicki. You knew wide receiver tight end combo. Can I ask why? So I like Daniel Bellinger. Do I see him as a? Do I see him as a true number one? I don't know if I see him that yet. I think Mike Gesicki would make a would make a lot of sense because he already has connections with Saquon Barkley from their Penn State days. I could see Saquon easily trying to recruit him to go to New York and play with the Giants. The Giants have been looking for a tight end since Everett Ingram, and I think it would make a lot of sense for him to go to New York. I don't think Miami, realistically, is going to bring him back. I think they're going to look towards some other things in free agency and try to you know fix some other issues that they have. They might look at someone maybe like Dalton Schultz to sign with them to be their new starting tight end. Maybe Robert Tunyon. Who knows where they go from there. I just don't see Kasicki and Miami still being a marriage for the next couple of years. But I think with the Odell contract, the Giants could make it, you know, they could get him on a team-friendly deal. Kasicki, you can pay him a little bit of money. And you still have other, you still have cap space to get maybe one more solid free agent to fix this team. So you actually convinced me that he's not going back to Miami. Okay. He's not going back. So I'm going to go for my backup pick, and he's going to be a Dallas Cowboy. Disgusting. He's going to be a Dallas Cowboy. We don't know what's going on with Dalton Schultz right now. Their backup tight ends aren't as good. And he gets to play in Jerry World. He gets a good quarterback at Dak Prescott. I'm not going to say he's excellent, but he's a good quarterback. Well, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFC, and that's that, that's not saying much because the NFC is really yeah. weak right now at quarterback. But, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a Pro Bowl NFC quarterback, which is the equivalent of um, getting a participation prize at the Science Fair. <laughs> 
So uh, um, he gets yeah, to play ahead. for Pro Bowl NFC quarterback. He gets to play in Jerry World indoors. He's used to the nice warm weather in Miami. If he plays indoors at, at Jerry World, it won't matter. And and they'll pay him too. So I think him to Dallas makes a lot of sense. The Giants do make a lot of sense too, but it depends on how much they're willing to pay him. I wouldn't want to pay him that much, so I'd be okay if he went to somewhere like Dallas. My only issue with Dallas is going to be their issues with their money right now because they couldn't bring Schultz back for that reason. So will they have the money to get Kasicki? That's well, where thing. you think they have eight or ten million dollars off him. How uh, much do you can get? So they, I know the Dolphins cut Byron Jones today and they got some cast space done. The question is going to be: Is tight end going to be their big necessity going in? to this free agency. I don't know. When it comes to the Cowboys... How much do you think he gets paid, though, Gesicki? Like, how much money Gesicki? do you think he gets paid? Um, that's a good question. I would say he probably gets around, like, 10 to $11 million. I was thinking 8 to 10, but yeah, I, I would say 10 to 11 is fair, too. So If I had to say Schultz, probably, like, around that same ballpark, like, 10 to $12 million, something like that. See, that's the thing, though. Like, if Schultz is the same value as Gesicki, I would take Schultz any day of the week. I, no, I think it's fair. it's that's definitely fair. I, they're definitely the top two tight ends in this free agency pool. I, it's just tough to see him go to, to maybe Miami because, like I said, I feel as if they have other big needs, especially on their defense, that they need to address first before they even get can you know consider a tight end. And for the Cowboys, they have a lot of issues as well. I mean, their offensive line needs a lot of help. But they don't really have the you know the biggest amount of cap space, so I'm not sure where, like who they would have to potentially cut to get back that cap space. Because remember they tagged Tony Pollard already, and that cost them ten million dollars. So I think they're already in cap issues as it is. If they're able to get you know to f- works around some contracts and you know get some money, then it could be a good fit for Dalton for you know a Mike Kosicki or a Schultz to go to Dallas at the end of the day. Yeah, so we have some disagreements there, thank God. Uh, <laughs> Levante David, where is he going? Uh, he's also going to be a New York Giant. Wow, so you have the New York Giants just clean house, huh? I, I'm telling you, I think, listen, I, this is going to sound very biased because I just said, you know, they're going to sign Odell and they're going to sign Kasicki and now they're going to sign Levante David. My theory is, is that they're going to be big-time players this offseason. They've already made the moves today with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. I could very much well see them making some splashes in this offseason to try to keep this momentum going from this past season. And Levante David, that would be a big-time home run for this defense, a leader to help fix the linebacking core that has been, let's just face facts, has been really bad throughout the past couple of seasons. They need a true middle linebacker, and Levante David would be a big-time get for New York, and they could get him on a relatively cheap type of contract, in my opinion. He's up there in age. I don't think he'll cost too much to get him. He would be a great fit for this team. Interesting. You know who else needs also needs a linebacker, and they play in the uh, in the same division as the Giants. Oh, don't say it. He's gonna be a Philadelphia Eagle. Oh my God, no! He's gonna be an Eagle. He's an, he's an aging linebacker. He's gonna go to the Eagles. They're gonna open. They're gonna, he's gonna be welcome with open arms because if you if that Super Bowl taught them anything, God help them, they need a linebacker. Like, it was, they were struggling out there. Travis Kelsey was eating them up. He's a perfect, perfect fit for that unit. He can come in, be a veteran leader. Tampa Bay's obviously not going to bring him back. 
Um, no, Tampa, Tampa Bay's done with him. They, they, Tampa Bay is in full rebuild mode. They're not going to bring him back. His his best days are definitely behind him, but he's still going to be a major impact player. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I he's still very very good. So that's why who if someone was to get him, that'd be great. Now, do I see the Giants getting Odell Gesicki and David? As much as I would love that to happen, I don't think they get all of them. But I'm saying this is basically me saying. I could see if there was a top team to get one of those, you know, get those guys, it would probably be the Giants. It all is going to come down to how they structure those deals. And I'm sure Joe Shane can figure out a way to get that done because look, we did it with the Daniel Jones contract. He did a great job of structuring that. I think he can continue to do it with these other three contracts. All right. So we got a couple of players left. First of, uh, the first of which being Jalen Ramsey. That's one of our first trade candidates. Yeah. So this is a big one because it looks like Ramsey's on his way out from Los Angeles with the Rams. And uh, it's tough because he's still the, probably the best corner in the NFL right now. And he's still relatively young. Any team would love, you know, would be thrilled to get him. I think he goes to the Detroit Lions. I've heard a lot of rumors about him going to Detroit and they really could use some secondary help. I think it would be beautiful if Detroit can get him. They have two first-round picks to see, you know, this upcoming draft. I'm not sure they give up that. I don't think they should give up that. But they have a lot of draft capital to get a guy like Jalen Ramsey. And he would be a great, you know, mentor or someone that could help develop, you know, any future corners that they bring into that corner room. But he would be amazing for a Lions team that's on the rise. And you took the words right out of my mouth. Jalen Ramsey is going to be a Detroit Lion there's, too. Oh man, there's too much uh, agreement so I mean, far. I mean, no, we've we've disagreed a bit, a bunch. Yeah, there's been, there's been a couple, but there's been more agreement. I think we're fifty fifty so far. I think okay, that was a tiebreaker because we have both had Seattle, New England, uh, New York Giants, Kansas City, and then we kind of differentiated a little bit. Yeah, and now we're kind of agreeing again. So. Uh, this next guy, I think we already talked about. We already spoke about. So. I, I think we're going to agree on this one. We're both saying he's going to be New York Jet. Yeah, I I, I would have said Oakland. I, uh, I said Oakland. Uh, I would have said a Vegas Raider, but they've already said that they're not going to trade for him. Um, the only so other Rodgers team will be a Jet. Yeah, I think I think it's either it, like I said earlier. I think it's Jets or retirement. I don't think I don't really see a team right now, you know, going out of their way to try to get him. The Jets are the biggest threat to get him, and I think they got him at some point. All right, so I think with that, we're officially uh, agreeing more than disagreeing. It's about 50-50, but we're just agreeing just slightly a little bit more. And depending right. on how you have you slate this last guy, Derrick Henry, we know he's going to be going. He's not going to be wasting his I think uh, he's gone. Career. Yeah, I think he's also gone. Where do you gone. think he goes, though? That is, that's the interesting one. I have uh, my do, you wanna, do you want to go first? He's going to be a Cincinnati Bengal. Oh, Wow, that would be unbelievable. He's going to be there. a Bengal because that this whole nonsense going on with Joe Mixon, right? They're not going to want to pay him either, right? Uh, they want to kind of no offense to Joe Mixon, but with this whole uh, more gun nonsense going on, I know we have the John Moran stuff going on right now. Uh, the NFL and Cincinnati definitely wants to avoid that. Yeah, I think they move on to Mixon. I think they go get Derrick Henry. Now, what would it cost to get Derrick Henry? You think probably a couple seconds, King's thirds. Ransom. You think you think they should give him a first round pick though? I think I think they're gonna give up the first round pick for Derrick Henry. Really? He can carry a team. So it doesn't concern you that he's up he there in age. Uh, it does a little bit, but the thing is, you start oh, listen, seeing. 
decreases in production around 28 right. when you're when you're running back. Right. He's going to be put, pushing 31. I don't disagree with you. He he's he is unbelievable. And if you put him on the Bengals, I mean that's that's you dangerous. Him, I know the offensive line for the Bengals was much improved, but if they're healthy and Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry, he might go for 2000 yards again. Maybe it's very possible, especially if the Maybe. extra game added. This guy can go for 125 yards a game. Is as that really a healthy, big yeah. stretch? No, I don't think that's really that big of a stretch. That's, I think he's going to mingle. That would be interesting if he went to Cincinnati. Um, we're going to disagree on this one because I don't have Cincinnati. I wasn't even thinking about Cincinnati. That's an interesting one because you're right. Joe Mixon has had a lot of off the field issues the past couple of weeks and months. I don't know what's the status with him, but. My team, I think, that could make the trade, and I think it would make a lot of sense, would be Buffalo. They have needed a running back for so long. You already have a guy like Josh Allen that can already truck people as it is a quarterback. Now you add Derrick Henry to that team. I mean, the Bills have to do something, because think about it. Their window is starting to close, If you, no matter if you're a Bill fan or not. You have to think about that and say, how many more years can they go with making it to the playoffs and, you know, coming up short? If you're able to add a guy like Derrick Henry to that team that's already a solid playoff team, they could go even further than they have been the past couple of seasons. I think adding him to Buffalo would easily put them at the I could I think could easily put them at the top of the Super Bowl, you know, odds. Would I say they will win the Super Bowl? I don't know yet. But that would be a really big time fit for him to go to Buffalo to help that running back room that has been, let's just face back, struggling throughout the past couple of seasons. And then you wake up. Congratulations on your dream, Nick. Buffalo will uh, never get Derrick Henry, and I'm I'm gonna prevent you from speaking this into existence. So say psych. You just you just don't want to see it happen. I understand. No, I don't want to see it happen. I don't think any sane NFL fan. No, wants listen. To have- Listen, you brought up some of the the players signing in the NFCs like Kasicki and Levante David. I don't want to see them sign with other anyone besides like the teams like the Giants. I wouldn't want to see them in my division. I don't blame you. If I saw Derrick Henry in my division, whew, I'd start running away. Especially on I'd Buffalo. Be act- I'd, be, yeah. I'd be actively playing praying for that man's downfall at this point. <laughs> and you, and it's funny because you don't want to you don't want to pray for it because no, you like him as no, a player. He's, yeah, he's collateral damage at that point. Yeah. Ah, uh, th- Let's like we said earlier, it's free agency hasn't even begun, and yet it's already been a hectic start to the season. And we've already had uh, a lot of franchise tags happen today. There's going to be some big time contracts coming up, you know, especially after next week, and there could be some big time trades. We talked about Ramsey, we talked about Derrick Henry, we talked about Aaron Rodgers. There could be some other players that we haven't even discussed that maybe get traded in the next couple of weeks. But with the NFL draft in just a month, this is going to be the best time, you know, to start getting invested into what happens this offseason and seeing how different, you know, these teams will look going into next season compared to what happened this past season. Because after the season we had with the NFL, next season could be even big time, could even be more big time with some of the big-time movements that we could potentially have for this upcoming NFL offseason. But that is going to do it for the All Gas No Break Sports Show. A very, very interesting start to NFL free agency, to say the least. Andrew and I will be back next week to preview any potential 
you know, free agent signings that happen. And we'll also potentially preview the NCAA tournament as the bracket should be out by this upcoming Sunday. So we'll have to see what happens from there on. Once again, this is Nicholas Pavona joined alongside by Andrew Johnson with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Have a great rest of your weekend.